hope that you ask God questions. Simple question started this entire revelation that I'm sharing with you right now. God, is it safe that I watch this? Is this okay? Is this for you? God, what do you think about this for your children? I can go to God. You can go to God. And what's so cool, like I said at the very beginning, is that he trusts you enough to respond. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Why, hi. Why, hi. Why, hi. Well, hi. Man, I'm pumped to be with you guys today. I feel like weeks go by so fast and yet so slow between the time we ride together and the time that we don't. And so I always get excited um, and nervous, to be honest, <laughs> before I go live in this way. I feel like it's so different than every other genre of live, um, maybe because it's super early in the morning and I've yet to brush my teeth, or maybe it's because um, it's just a time to allow the Holy Spirit to really speak through me unedited, unplanned, and... For you guys to hear my heart on some active things that are happening while also hopefully lifting you up, inspiring and encouraging and bringing some fresh perspective to you all. And this morning I uh, went to go do my daily routine, get into the word and was reminded based on my daughter's revelation yesterday, not my own, or I guess 
really wasn't a revelation. It was just recognition. She said, why are you on the, the 37th day? And I was like, the 37th day, I'm doing the Bible recap. I've told you this, that. And uh, I was like, well, because February or January was this many month, days and we did the counting and I was like, oh, I'm a day ahead. <laughs> like, does that shock anybody? No, I'm a day ahead. I think <laughs> it made me laugh because I had actually missed a couple of days here and there and done like double duty on the days to catch up. <clears throat> and I had zero idea that I had jumped ahead and it's that feeling of the day maybe you miss that you already feel behind. And the Lord is like, sweetheart, you're ahead. You're ahead. And he wants to spend time with me every day. And so this morning, instead of getting further ahead, uh, because I don't really feel like that's needed, I need to be right in a tune, right in alignment, right in the cool of the day with the Lord today. I said, God, where do you want me to show up in the word with you today? And I was in a very somber, still am, even though I'm moving right now, it might not feel somber, um, a somber state. I was listening to soaking music and I opened up to the Beatitudes in Matthew, which were referenced at my church on Sunday. And I just thought, God, I want to, I want to read your red letters. That was really the thought. Like, give me all your red letters. I just want to hear your voice today. And obviously we know we can hear his voice in lots of different ways, but when we read the actual words that he spoke, they come to life, which for those of you who have not yet gone to The Chosen, it season four dropped in theaters this past week and um, the three episodes, one, two, and three are out and I've only got to see one and two. um, So I don't, I haven't yet seen the third and I had some processing that was going on in my spirit while I was watching it. And I want to process that out loud with you all and also give you some food for thought and recognize as much as I am such a proponent of theatrical entertainment, I also recognize the variability between production and truth and Jesus himself is obviously amazingly represented in that show, and I am a massive proponent of it, okay? So don't hear me wrong. And also know, again, that at the end of the day, our sustenance isn't found in a show. Our sustenance is found in him. And we shouldn't solely be learning about about Jesus through someone else's experience or someone else's created lens of him. So while you're here hanging out, maybe potentially watching or listening to the podcast later, and I'm training you up, teaching you from the word of God, we need teachers. We need people who are going to go before us and give us some creative license in the process to bring the scriptures to life. That's what they're doing. And yet we also need to have the maturity and the obedience and discipline to go back to the word and judge it, judge what is being presented, find out, is that what he said? Is that how he said that? Is that what he meant? Because remember, this is a show. Okay. So I say all of that because when I went back to the Lord, after I watched it, I was processing and thinking, God, is it okay for me to watch this? 
And I have a massive shield, a massive guard, a boundary, if you will, connected to what goes in my ears, what goes in my eyes, what goes in my mouth. Um, and that's because it's biblical. It's literally biblical. It's Matthew 6, 30, let's see, 6, 22, actually. It was, um, yeah, 21 through 22. It's the dwell. We have these uh, monthly tattoos, a subscription called dwell indifferently. And me and my daughter get these new monthly scriptures that are little temporary tattoos. They allow us to memorize the scripture. And then usually we memorize it really quickly. So we go to the word and we expand on what it is. And the word says this, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It proceeds to say, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, then your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be filled with darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so that's a that's a scriptural context of boundary of what we see and what we watch and what we tune into and what we hear. And also knowing that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I am speaking death, I am speaking darkness. I am speaking void. I am speaking anger. I'm speaking these things coming out of me, hopelessness, even um, worry, right? What is it that I'm watching or listening to that is now evoking this outside of me because anything that goes in, whether you plan for it to or not, is is actually taking root and going to come out. This is why stress is so crazy and um, things like cancer and sickness and ailments happen because what's going in is taking root down there and they're trying so desperately to live a life for Christ and they actually have some things that need to be uprooted. So I have this question with the Lord. I sit there and I say, God, is this okay for me to watch? Because just like my kids, when we are watching something on YouTube or something on, we have Pure Flix. Um, sometimes I notice even through Pure Flix, I'm like, oh, this is a little bit too old for you, right? It's like teenage concepts that you're not quite <laughs> introduced to um, or language that even though it's not necessarily bad language. It's just too mature. And I don't want to be explaining that yet. You're not there yet. And so it's okay to go to your daddy and ask, am I allowed to watch this? Is this okay for me? Is this safe for me? And at large, because I'm constantly thinking about you, I'm thinking about the community. I'm thinking about the body of Christ. I'm thinking about the church. And for those who had not yet thought about going to God and asking him that Simple question. God, is it okay that I watch this? And so I sat with him and he said yes. And his follow-up was because of your maturity. And I told you this before, but I realized that a part of our walk with the Lord, no different than any relationship, is learning to trust him, but also recognizing that in a dual relationship where there is love and hope and this, all these beautiful exchanges, trust and reciprocation of God is something he gives us. This is why he trusts his children enough to go into the garden. He trusts his children enough to go and ascend up the mountain. He trusts his children enough to go to war, right? 
And I'm also learning about power and authority in a whole new way through uh, another teacher named Miles Monroe, who is no longer with us, but oh my gosh, just his teachings are just fire and so scripturally sound, but he's taking it in information and context that I've never put together. I'll get to that in just a minute because I do want to share that. I'm glad that it was prompted in my spirit to do. So God says, yes, because of your maturity, you're allowed to watch it. So then I think, but what about all the people that are coming to know Christ through it? What about all the people that are seeing Jesus in a whole new way and they're getting curious about you and they're getting curious about Christianity and they are giving their lives to Christ and I don't know the metrics or stats on that. Um, but I'm hopeful, like it's, it's a evangelistic opportunity, right? And so I love what they're doing. If you research the back of what's going on in Chosen and who the people are and what it is that they believe and how it is that they walk out their life, it is not the same as me. It is not the same as Jesus himself through the Christian lens, through the biblical lens, walked. There's different belief systems that are being represented there, and that is debatable, right? Everybody has their own belief system and structure of denomination, but Jesus is not a denominational being. He's not a denominational God. He is the one true God, the way, the truth, and life, and the only thing there is to follow Jesus. So in your maturity, yes, is his response. I then in thinking about the church and thinking about the bride at large, and he said this, and it just hit home for me. He said, don't let the chosen become a megachurch. Don't let the chosen become a megachurch. Now, I'm all for big churches. I love an amazingly powerful word of God, led, spirit-led church, massive stages and lights. You guys know that's like part of what I do, right? speaking and teaching and sharing the good news. And also, I know what can happen when there is hierarchical structure or false idols that start to take root in people's hearts. Even without intention, sometimes this can happen. What do I mean by that? What if chosen replaces the Bible for people? Truly. What if they say, oh, well, this is like my church, Right? Like, I'm learning about God. Isn't this so good? Bravo. Isn't this who he is come to life? And the answer is no. The answer is that would be an abomination. That would be destructive to the body of Christ. And so it's our job as safe people, it's our job as mature Christians to go to the next layer of development for the learners, for the people. And so I almost want to start back at one. I just started back at one a couple of weeks ago um, over Christmas break with my kiddos. And I want to go back in and I want to study what is Jesus being presented as saying? What is scripturally being left out of context? And what is truth, ultimate truth? And why are these things missing is a whole nother conversation on agenda and what's actually happening. But I want to, I want to stay in the hopefulness of the purity of what it's intended to be. I want to stay in the prayerfulness of the purity that it can be. 
And I want to stay in the great expectation that as God always does, he's going to get his way and he's going to use everything for good. So I don't get into the hypocrisy or the judgment or the, um, the breaking down or the conspiracy of all of the things that's not my place. Uh, that's my place to present it to the Lord. That's my place to ask him questions and get revelation on. But at the end of the day, I hope of all the things that you do when you're presented information, no different than listening to me. That's why I say, unfollow me, follow God, follow Christ. He's got the one true answer. He's got way more energy than I do. That's where I plug into. That's how I have this joy that you see. It's how I stay in the, in the peace. There is a mosquito in February. I can't stand mosquitoes. Sorry, Lord. I know they have great purpose, but they are attracted to me and is the worst. And I feel like I'm getting bit while I'm on this bike. Protect me, oh God. <laughs> so anyhow, all of that to be said, as you watch, watch with a, um, a guarded heart and take it back to the word. So I mentioned the Miles Monroe training and teaching that I tuned into, I want to say it was either Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning or Saturday morning, because we did another three day water fast. Um, some people did water for the whole three days. If it was their second time through, because we're doing the first through the third of every month. Um, you're invited. Everybody's invited in to join us for free. Some are doing one day water fast and then fasting other things. But I was tuning into Miles Monroe. He was teaching about fasting and he was teaching about the mind, the body and the spirit. And it was the best, best representation because I am such an advocate of this knowledge. That was not something I studied when the Lord gave it to me, which I think is so cool, right? When God gives you your personal revelations and he does it over a long period of time and you think you're the only one who knows this unlock. You're the only one. Well, honestly, that's where I was and why I wrote my book. I I didn't know anybody else was having this conversation and lo and behold, everyone (laughs) had their own. Well, I can't say everyone. Many people had the mind, body, spirit connection long before I did. It's also biblical. So God gave us the knowledge. I just, I had my own live experience with it. And I think that there's such tangibility to that, which is why we should share. Uh, and at the same time, I was like, oh, oh gosh, okay. Everyone's talking about this. Is this good or bad? Should I be quiet? Because it's already been said, right? Here's limiting beliefs. You're hearing my actual thought pattern. Well, I wrote a book about it, so I'm not going to ever stop talking about it because it's a book and I want you guys to have it. So that's what Always Becoming is totally premised off of. It's these boundaries, this understanding of to become more like Christ. And I didn't even know that's what I was doing. I had to rid myself of all of this. So truly the Matthew 22 um, or Matthew 6, 21 to 24 verse that I read earlier is so aligned to that particular book. I had so much darkness. I had so much Yeah, it was just scary. And so God aligned me in that. So through Miles Monroe, he's talking about mind-body-spirit connection. And he's talking about how the body, as the same example of the temple, which has the outer court, the inner court, and the holiest of holies, we know that that doesn't exist anymore because we are the temple, right? And so what that is, is our body is the outer, 
our minds, which is our will, emotion, it's our soul, our mind, will, and emotion, that's the next inner court. And then your spirit, that's the holiest of holies. That's where God himself dwells, Jesus Christ within you, right? And so understanding that there's this process of connectivity, there's this process of engagement, there's a process of maturity on how close you can come, but it takes a lot on our behalf consistently on what it is that we're surrounding ourselves. What are the inputs of our body that then are addressed by our soul that then are brought into a place of conflict resolution with the spirit. And I say conflict resolution above everything else because living in today's world is not easy and it is not safe and it does not feel secure and the boundaries are broken all the time. I just heard, you know, I didn't, I saw one picture on Instagram and I don't need to go any deeper into that chasm or dark hole. I just heard that on the Grammys this past weekend, like one of the main displays was, was it, I don't even know who it was because I don't know secular music. Um, I might know her name. If someone drops it, let me know who it was. She basically did a satanic demonstration of worship of, of, um, a vampire, I guess is what it was sucking her blood and her like rubbing in her blood. Okay. You guys our teenagers. I remember when I got exposed to the Grammys, our teenagers are watching this. Mind you, these are grown adults, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable that this is allowed on mainstream media. I'm trying to see your all's comments to see if I can get your name, but for some reason, my Instagram comments are frozen. So hopefully you guys are still hanging out with me, but I mean, talk about abomination. That is disgusting. That is insane. And so when I heard this immediately, my spirit was like, just saddened, just another thing to be like, Lord, our world. And I know it saddens our father. And so we should have a shared heart of being sad by it. And at the same time, knowing more reason for me to show up still more reason for me to speak out. Still more reason for you to be the city on a hill because this darkness is taking over. So back to the mind, body, spirit, I should really be saying body, soul, spirit. Okay. Body, soul, spirit, because your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions. So our bodies have an input. We're watching the Grammys and this crazy thing happens. Then our, my, our soul, our mind, will, and emotions is doing a processing. I loved this so much. Miles said that God himself was the developer of media. Guess why? Because the soul who's designed by God is the ultimate media mediator, mediator. So mediator, mediator, the ultimate mediator, which has the root word medium, which is the medium between, right? which is why there are people called mediums. They're the in-between of what they say is earthly realm and spiritual realm, which is element divination of, of demonic. So no mediums. We know this biblically, okay? Give me all the scriptural references. No mediums. Put it in the chat. Hashtag no mediums. However, we are the most powerful source of media, and yet we're going to the Grammys for who's who, right? Or we're going to, uh, let's just say a mega church 
for the who's who, we're going to these other sources. We're going to the actual news, which is a medium from the source to the body. Okay. So the source is, as we know, Christ alone. He's the source of truth. So if you were to break down CBN or CNN or the Disney Channel or any of these places where you receive media, there is the source. There is a, a, let's just say it's a puppeteer. It's like the Wizard of Oz with the little guy who actually has this huge, scary green castle. And he's actually just a little man. He's not scary at all. <laughs> but there's somebody controlling the medium in which you now, as the body, are now learning. All right? Is everyone following me? Are you tracking? You should be drawing this in your head right now. So knowing the flip is happening, we are now the source, right? We're the body receiving information for our mind, our will, and our emotions to be presented if we're a Christian. Because if you're not a Christian, then the inner spirit man is dead. Okay? So a mass majority of people are receiving this abomination of information every single day. And they have a dead spirit man because they are not alive in Christ. So they have not been reborn again. So the enemy has now controlled their soul. This is why people are depressed. This is why people are acting out of, talk about the Beatitudes. That's where we started here. They're acting out of a place of adultery. They're acting out of a place of lust and sin. And they're quick to divorce and they're not following the laws of God because why would they? Of course they're judging others. Of course they're showing up in, in everything that feels good, which is why emotional intelligence is one layer, one critical, but really uh, lacking wholeness ideology of self-help because you have to have the layer of truth you have to have the layer of Christ to truly know yourself. Mm. I need a drink here. This is so good. We're talking body. We're talking soul. We're talking source. We're talking spirit. Miles Monroe teaching. I'm going to have to drop it here for you guys to, to watch this. But it's connected to the chosen, which we talked about at the beginning. It's connected to the Grammys, which is like hot news right? And it's ultimately connected to my morning this morning and what the Lord has been speaking to me through my quiet times and the Beatitudes, okay? We're premised right now. The only thing we've really gone through is Matthew um, 6, but we're going to go through the whole thing momentarily. I kind of touch base on, on some of them. An oxymoron that is the world versus the Lord. And it's not a versus. He has come. He is, he is already won. He is the victor. He is the creator. He knows everything under the sun. Nothing is new to him. So even the thing going on, on the Grammy stage, he's like, yeah, you're seeing it come to life now on main stage, main screen, main media sources. But this has been happening for a very long time. Chosen itself actually displayed this same abomination in episode two. So have your eyes open when you go to see it because they're actually showing child sacrifice. And so that's what the Grammys was displaying was like the sacrifice of our bodies, sex trafficking, all these things that are 
terrible. Just right here on a silver platter, literally. It's insane. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So I'm trying to help you understand something and the power that media has over our spirit. So I said, if you are not a Christian, if you don't know Christ, everything that I'm talking to you is probably like way over your head. And I just want to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I also want to say that I love you. I also want to say that you're invited. I also want to say that if you are tired of all this nasty stuff and all of the things that are weighing your soul down, it says that I will prosper you as will your soul prosper. That's Jesus' promise as we get to know him. And I want my soul to prosper. I want my mind to be clear. I want my emotions to be sound. I want my will to be designed and aligned to him every single day. That's the Lord's prayer. Literally, and this is in Matthew 6. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is exactly what my pastor taught on Sunday. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Mind, will, and emotions. Of course, God is the creator of wills. Of course he is. And so all of that to be said, we need to have an effective strategy and we need to be wildly mindful of the way in which we walk day in and day out and who in which we walk with because that's a massive element to what we are being mediated through every single day. Body is getting information, media, mediator, is dissecting it. And this is what's happening because two of the three components, the body and the soul are essentially collaborating together because it feels good because everybody else is doing it because why not? It appears to be good and safe. And I wouldn't say holy, but holy in the context of their sense of holiness What happens to the spirit man? The spirit man loses out. So let's say you're driving in your car. This was actually the example that Miles Monroe 
gave and you are going to do something you know you shouldn't do. And it could be adultery. It could be you're going to a bar. It could be you're going to steal. It could be you're going to murder. Let's just go through this. It could be you're going to court. This is the Beatitudes. I'm just literally referencing. Sorry, guys. I have a big tickle in my throat. hope it's not driving you bonkers in the podcast. Excuse me. <coughs> Goodness. So you're going to do something and your spirit man is screaming. Your spirit man is going, this is a terrible idea. You're going to ruin your family. This is not healthy for you. Please stop. I'm starving. Please, will you just release us from this trauma? Will you get out of this scenario? Will you turn around? This is repentance. Your spirit man is literally crying out for repentance. Change your mind. Change your mind. What does that mean? It means the spirit is telling the soul, change your mind. Change your mind. And if the spirit can win, if the spirit wins, if God's voice himself can get you to change your mind, then your body responds with the turn of the wheel. This is so good, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. I didn't even have this visual until just now. Maybe because I'm riding on a bike and I've got a good driving steering situation. But what's happening is the opposite. The body is in control of the soul and the spirit man gets shoved to the bottom. And that is the predicament that we find ourselves in every single day when you see people sleeping while they're awake. You see people starving while they're got big plates of food in front of them. You see people broke even though they have a lot of money or access to a lot of money. This is literally why Jesus came for you today and then and to come. Because he wants to dwell inside of you. And if we can get Christ inside of people, inside of them, God will be the loudest. He'll be so loud. And we won't even have to say, repent. The kingdom of God is near. You're going to hell. You're an abomination. You won't have to stand on the street corners to do that. All you will have to do is bear fruit that shows them from the outside in. Be the different source of media for people. Come on, God. You guys, if our body shows up in action of the Beatitudes every single day, our spirit man is going to be the forefacing thing that people will see. And the peace that transcends all understanding will be our mind. The comforter will be in control. The sound elements of life will happen for you. The fruit that is bared on your trees of love and truth and peace and kindness and joy and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. The things that Jesus himself exampled, then people by the, by the boatloads are going to come to know Christ. But if we are hiding or we are suppressing our spirit, man, and we are doing what feels good, we're doing what everyone else is doing Even Christians, I'm quoting here, air quoting Christians, the body is supposed to operate in wholeness. A pure bride operates from the spirit man first, not the body first. What does that mean in context to like fit and faith? 
What does that mean in context to your, your hands? What are your hands doing day in and day out? Your works. What does that mean connected to your calling? Let's go in for it. So I am on a bike right now. I'm on a Peloton, which isn't as exciting when my, um, my activation isn't working and there's nobody riding with me. So if you're riding, let me know. Say, I'm riding with you. I would love to know if you're riding alongside me. Um, and to process this, this is what you need to know, okay? Mm. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And it goes on and on and on. All about the Sermon on the Mount. All about how we should live. So when you think about that, you think about what you're called into doing. You can know that as your body operates from a place of spiritual wealth. Everything you put your hand to is going to be multiplied. What you sow, you will reap. So if darkness is what you're sowing, it's going to come to be. But if light is your source, it's going to multiply and it's going to expand. And it's going to literally call other people to you without a magnitude of effort on your behalf. Now, don't get me wrong. I toil. I sow every single day because God calls me into that through a place of discipline and obedience. But it is so exciting. It's so incredible. And I get to do it because my spirit is mediating my soul and my body is responding, not the other way around. It tells us to literally put our body on the altar. So I'll give you this vision that the Lord gave me Sunday at church during worship before I ever knew what the pastor or what all of the prophetic and words of knowledge were going to be that were shared. So this is a cool element. My church is phenomenal and they allow everyone um, after it's been obviously through a, a mediator to ensure that it is truth to come and take the microphone during after worship before the sermon to say, hey, if you've got a word of knowledge, share it. Hey, if you've got a prophetic vision, let's hear it so that our body can be on one accord. Now, sometimes you get private messages from God and you just want to soak in that and it means only something to you. And sometimes you feel that leap in your spirit to say, hey, go after it. Your palms start sweating and you know your heart is racing and you say, oh, I have to stand up to share this. So this particular day, which was last Sunday, I didn't, I didn't really feel that desire or that need. I was just in gratitude for God to like show up in vision. I am such a visual learner, obviously. So he showed me willingly climbing up onto a surgical table. You know, like those, 
bright lights are on you. It's like silver. It had no like paper. It was not a comfortable bed. It was like one of those, we're about to go in here, like surgical tables, right? They put your dogs on it when you go to the vet, which I find so bizarre, but I know it's like a cleanliness factor. Regardless, I'm all like, sorry, this isn't so cozy, right? Anyway, he was like, this is not cozy, but I saw myself in the vision willingly stepping on and laying down. Saw that bright light above me. And I had utter peace. I, I had no doubt that whatever was about to happen surgically, I could trust the, the doctor, the great physician. And in that light that was over top of me, I just saw that imagery of Christ, the same image that I saw in my, my living room so many years ago that have been the pillar. No, it's not the pillar, the altar. The pillar is, is a pagan thing. So sorry, I'm going to correct that. Skirt. No pillars, altars, altars was the altar of my faith in my living room. And it was the same vision. And he said to me, I'm about to go in for open heart surgery. And I've been praying for years. God search my heart. It's biblical scripture. It's, it's just a prayer that I'm always like, Lord, write me to you. I want my heart to look like yours. I just, I don't want any of the mess. I don't want any of the, the judgment, any of these things that are the opposite of the Beatitudes. I just want to be more like you. So shape me, God, make my heart new, cleanse me, oh God. And so he said with his scalpel in hand, I'm coming in we're going to do some work today. But when you think about the great physician, he is so precise. His precision in what it is that he's about to do is going to be accurate, like so perfect, not even a degree off. You also know that it's not going to be as painful of a healing process, right? And I could just trust that in that moment, when he was done with this surgical procedure, I was just going to be made new. Like there wasn't even going to be a healing time frame. that God was just going to close me back up and send me on my way and say, you've got this, go ahead. So I have that vision and I'm just sitting there safely. And I am telling you what visions were shared were bananas. Someone who talked about um, the house being cleared out. And that they saw this house of hoarders and it was just being cleared and cleared. And God was just coming in and clearing. Someone else who was talking about the light and the darkness and the the fact that the shattered darkness uh, was just falling away. And all that was going to be left was light. Then pastor gets up and he starts talking about Abraham and Isaac and Isaac laying on that altar. And I was just, I was lost for words. And I don't know why, because things like this happen all the time. But just in awe of God smiling ear to ear, being like, God, you're so good. And then he was talking all about a clean heart. I cannot make this stuff up, you guys. (laughs) Only God can write a narrative of my morning in church also coming out of this training from Miles Monroe. This is bananas. So what that's teaching me and what I want it to like really tie a ribbon on our morning this morning is the understanding that if our heart of hearts is clear, if the spirit man gets what the spirit man wants, which is Christ in you coming to the fullness of Christ, it will help to mediate everything that we're receiving that is perceivingly dark, dreary, grotesque, wrong, unhealthy, because if the eye is the lamp of our body, and we're receiving darkness, it will suppress spirit. But if we have light and we put it on the lampstand and we let it be known, 
We become the ultimate influencers. This is all scriptural. This is not the media influencing us. This is us influencing media. And so I am prayerful today as you listen to this, as you process the things that you're watching from the chosen to the Grammy, it's a big chasm right there, that you would ultimately just go back to the word because everything that I'm teaching you is, is exactly scriptural context that you would align yourself to teachers that are sold out for Christ and that they're, they're bearing good fruit, not fruit of fame, not fruit of ego or pride, not fruit of lust. You guys, there is goodness and there is grace and it'll follow you all the days of your life. If you allow the spirit to be the one in which you are directed by and being led by every single day. I hope that you ask God questions. Simple question started this entire revelation that I'm sharing with you right now. God, is it safe that I watch this? Is this okay? Is this for you? God, what do you think about this for your children? I can go to God. You can go to God. And what's so cool, like I said at the very beginning, is that he trusts you enough to respond. And so on the inaugural season four of Chosen, after the Grammys of 2024 debut from 2023, and there's terrible satanic worship happening to the public eye every single weekend at concerts worldwide, that we can come and still be the light. And we can be the one who influenced media based on Christ who dwells in us. So this is an invitation for for you who might feel depressed or suppressed that your soul is not prospering. You don't feel that way, that your body actually, everything that's a, a part of your body, the health or unhealth, that there is something going on that is deeper and ultimately the spirit wants to win. And so we are uprooting the mess that has been implanted, that media has presented to you as okay or safe or whole for your soul. It's not. And we're going to come back into right alignment with God in our mind, our will, and our emotions. And this Peloton that I told you about earlier that I didn't reference again, you know, it is not my body that wakes up in the morning and says, Tamara, you're going to get on this Peloton. Actually, that's not the case at all. Now, my body might speak to me. I might be sore. My body says, no, you're not. I might feel weak. My body says, nope, you're not. Most days I don't wake up and I'm not like, oh, let's get on the bike. No, what happens is my mind has to make a decision. I have free will. And this is the free will of invitation to know Christ, to dwell with Christ, to have him come in and make that new heart. We have a choice and my emotions sometimes are like, you're tired. You're, you're, you don't want to do this. You, you were, you had a Monday, Monday yesterday. You were all up in your head. You don't, you don't have an ability to teach or preach or share today. You're but human. You can't do this. No one's going to listen to you. No one shows up anyway. Who's going to miss it if you don't go? Because I'm, I'm literally walking through what my mind does on a consistent basis but my spirit man wins. My spirit man wins because I prioritize with bodily actions, my Bible opening in front of me, my my highlighter coming through, 
my worship music on and I am training myself, renewing my mind daily, telling my emotions they don't get to win today. And then my body responds. So if there is no more pure understanding of what happens when Christ alone dwells in you from a spiritual realm that you can activate and do things you never thought you would be able to do. You never thought you would ever come up with the idea to do. This is a God idea. My legs are burning currently. (laughs) And so I just want to encourage you, if this is a place that you are and you want that new man inside of you, you want that spirit man to be the ultimate mediator and not your body being the one mediating to your spirit, let's pray about that. God, we just ask right now for my brothers and sisters who are just far from you, that maybe they have asked you into their heart in the past when they were young. Maybe they go to a church that that doesn't, doesn't have these intimate moments with them to invite them in to engagement with you, God. Maybe it just sounds like a really cool training and it sounds like the self-help industry and it doesn't sound much different than the things that they're receiving on other podcasts or other forms of media, God. May your truth be known to them. Maybe they recognize your voice as the sheep knows the shepherd. That even when they listen to Christian concepts, they would be able to see through it and see you and know your truth and take it back as a spiritual mature person would to say, God, where is the truth in this? Where are you in this? God, we just ask right now that you would come and make a new heart inside of them. Would you use that precise scalpel on their heart? to extract, to remove, to renew, make new, God, so that they can come back into alignment, God, that they would change their mind, that they would turn the wheel back from the place in which they are going, that they know is not right, and they would run into you. They would turn into you, God, because when we crash into you, there is glory. When we crash into you, there is radiance. When we crash into you, there is joy that falls on the streets. That falls out of us, God. God, we bleed your kindness. We bleed your gentleness. We bleed your compassion onto people. God, we get to walk in an upright way. We get to speak life, God, instead of death. Will you just come and make yourself known? Will the spirit man, God, you and you alone, will you well up inside? When we we pray that song, Light a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Oh, man. Let him light that fire. Let him spark that ember. Let it come to life. Let it be a roaring flame. Let it be. Let your life be a burning bush. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we burn for you. We we burn by you. And that our bodies will turn into a source, a vessel that serves you every single day. That our will, our emotions, our mind falls into alignment and surrender with your spirit, God. And when we read the word and it illuminates our lives, we respond. We respond, God, because we are activators set a fire to help others be set a fire. I want you to see this fiery flame from heaven, oh God. May it please you. May the sweet aroma 
May the sacrifice of our bodies on the table be a sweet aroma for you, Lord. You sent your son to do that work by actual flesh, flesh, and so we don't have to die in body. God, we don't have to do that sacrifice, that ultimate sacrifice, and we thank you for your son. We thank you for what you sent him to do. It was the greatest love we could ever know that we now get to fall in love with you, and you love us so much that you were willing. That just not go unnoticed, God. We thank you. We honor you. We want to get to heaven in that narrow pathway. And we want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. We want there to be a peace and light and love aligned to that. We want to live in the fullness and the coolness of the day with you here on earth as it is in heaven. And so if it's your will, God, then I know that it is. Will you give my friends a radical encounter today, God? that they see you in every parts of their day and parts that they didn't expect in people that come to speak truth and life to them, Lord. In the animals that they see in the sunrise and the sunset, Lord, in the breeze, God, that they see you. They fully see you as the ultimate mediator. Mm, God, I love you. I thank you. Thank you for sustaining us as your children. We give it all to you. We glorify your name today and always. Yahweh, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Oh, God. Elohim. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Your mighty name. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Kelly, you prayed for my ticket to go away and it did. Thank you so much. Oh, your son has a brain tumor. Oh, God. Oh, let's pray for that right now, that healing in Jesus' name. God, we just ask that you would meet your children. I've been praying so much about health, Lord. Meet your children. God, I feel and I can see in the spirit, my hands on his sweet head, God, that that tumor actually goes down today in Jesus' mighty name through your healing power. We know we don't even have to be present. We just get to have two or more gathered and they are here right now praying on behalf of a son. God, you love your son so much that you created him for such a time as this, Lord. Will you let his body come into utter union with you right now, God? Full healing will happen. Doctors and nurses and family members will come to know you because of his radical transformation, Lord. We ask for a devout faith on behalf of his family, a faith that is unshakable, God. God, that it moves this mountain from his head. God, it just, it literally washes into the great abyss that the enemy cannot have this divine son, this anointed son, God. I actually see that when this is removed, he's going to have a new level of of um, speech that's going to come to life. It's going to be a, a faith-filled speech, words he's going to say that you didn't even know. He's, oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. 
Oh my goodness, I just see this this prophetic boy. He's coming to life because of this tumor that is just going to be eradicated from his face. There's going to be a fulfillment in the prophecies that have been spoken over your family that there are going to be generational curses that are going to be broken in this healing. Thank you, God, that you use all things for good. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, the making of a messenger. This is it. We stand in joy. We stand in worship. We stand in honor. It be done in your mighty name. You are the great physician. Your scalpel removes this, that there is nothing left. Nothing lingers, God, that there is no fear. There is no worry that this is ever even going to come back, that he is healed and cleansed in Jesus name. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet son. Yes, place your healing hands over your son's brain and receive full healing power, a miraculous supernatural healing that will cover him. Yes, Tina. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Kelly, thank you for praying for healing over his body. Yes, God. Oh, come on. Thank you so much for sharing. We stand in one accord with you. Thank you, God. Mm. What a day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Love you guys. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven.
You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.